It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Here we go again. Welcome back to the Midmo Airsoft Podcast. We apologize for our long delay. This is our long-awaited second episode. Tonight with me, we have Nick. Hey, how's it going? And we have Chris. Hello, I'm just happy to be here. And I'm James. Uh, we're going to talk about an uh, upcoming event at The Rock that's Sounds to be kind of interesting and Halloween themed. And we're going to talk about uh, 3D printing in Airsoft. And with that, Chris, you're kind of the expert on this uh, event. So why don't you kick it off? Yeah. uh, So this event actually popped up on my radar last Saturday uh, as being ran by a brand new company called XNM Productions. This is going to be their first ever event and they're hosting it at The Rock on Saturday, October 21st. Uh, it's going to run from 8 a.m. to approximately 9 p.m. Now it's a horror theme uh, gameplay. Uh, it's called Blood Rituals. Um, it starts with at 8. They'll do your briefing or they do the check-in at 8, briefing at 9, and then they'll split up into two teams. Uh, your goal during the day is to compete against the other team to capture objectives and supplies. And then once the night play starts, that's when you start going up all the players against monsters. It seems really interesting, and I'm looking forward to talking with the owners of the company, Xander and Megan, some more to get more information about it. Uh, but they did tell me that uh, the tickets are only going to run $50. So that's not too bad for an all-day event that includes night play. Oh, you guys that's, got any questions about it? Uh, 50 bucks for an all-day event, that's actually pretty good. Uh, did they just tell you that that's the rough summary where it's kind of a... First part of the day is team first team, and second part is survivors versus uh monsters yeah okay no other mechanics of the game not that i know of right now of course this is their first their first event they're hosting so i'll talk to them later on a little closer to the event find out some more information see if they got any other things built in uh maybe if the supplies play along with the actual event at night or however that works out uh but you should definitely check them out on their facebook page uh their facebook page is x and m productions and you can also look up the event under blood rituals 2023 okay we will have that event linked in our channel notes so that you guys can go join it if you want 
uh, I mean, I'm looking at their Facebook right now. Some of these props that they have kind of look interesting. Did you see the uh, bodies in the plastic? I I'm did see that. I'm pulling that up right now so I can look at it. I mean, I'm seeing what looks to be five, six bodies and wrapped up duct tape serial killer style. And I don't know who they got to design their patch, but that thing's beautiful. Is I kind of want it. That I kind of want to just sign up to be a monster and run around and attack players. So it, it's looking like what is it? Pretty much just PvP for the during daylight, and then what? Evening comes around and it's pretty much a defend the city. Yeah, players versus uh, monsters. That actually sounds really fun. I'm considering going to it. Now, I haven't checked it off of my manager yet, but if I can get away with it, I might be going out to this event. Understand, understand. I mean, it looks like I've always wanted to try and do like a Halloween themed event like this, where it's kind of just you against a whole bunch of just waves after waves of zombies and stuff. And this kind of sounds like that's what it's going to be because we we just don't have games like that in Missouri. Nobody really puts those on here. No. I'm also just imagining the you know the tactadads out there in their bright blue shirts shooting down zombies like. It doesn't get any more horror video game concept than that exact scenario. If that doesn't sum up what exactly it would look like in Missouri when zombie apocalypse happened, I don't know what else would. Uh, and as much as I would love to join you two doing that. Well, that patch is really cool, actually, yeah. It is a really nice patch. I really want that patch. Uh, I would love to join you guys if you guys do do that. But well, aren't you doing the Star Wars event like right around that time too? I was gonna say, literally two weeks later is the uh, Galactic Civil War Battlefront Bolivar event. Yeah, because that's the beginning of November. Yes, that's that first weekend in November, and oh, they're adding so much stuff to it. But we have been chit-chatting. That doesn't interfere with your one event a month schedule you have. One's in October. One's in November. He's not wrong. He is not wrong. And the average temperature in October for Missouri is 70 degrees. So even Nick will be able to survive out there running around all day. He should that be actually, able to survive. That sounds, that sounds fantastic in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I will have to check our schedule. I'll, I'll definitely see. do some more research into it. I saw this a couple days ago pop up on the Rocks website. But I didn't, I didn't really think about clicking on it. And now I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, this actually looks... This looks like it would be a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that $50, it gets you a patch and a ticket for the giveaway. So you, you got to love giveaways. I mean, I never win, but it's the anticipation of maybe winning. <laughs> You're just so positive about it. I never win, but it's a chance of winning. What gets people to buy Powerball tickets? It's like the lottery. But One day I'll strike it rich. This is definitely a production company, an event hosting company that I'm going to try to keep my eye on 
moving forward. Yeah. Are are they new? They are new. This is their first event. The first event. Okay. Yeah. Let's say. And if this is what they're like, I would love to see how this goes. And depending on how this goes, if they're, I mean, they got this locked down. That might be pretty good. Okay, so I'm actually looking. They did post kind of how the gameplay will work in one of their posts. And they're saying the teams will need to gather supplies and take them to the town uh, where their base is. And and they respawn on the outskirts, it says. Uh, when the town is no longer safe, you'll take everything to the embassy or bunker. And then you're going to hold the bunker for 15 minutes. And then you can start bringing your supplies in. And then a monster can kill you. And you got to respawn after that. I'm guessing nobody can heal you then. Like, reviving, you have to go back to respawn for that. Oh, I was about to ask, uh, how did you, where'd you see that? But, uh. They posted it on the actual posts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I wonder if it's one stim pack per respawn or one. St- Honestly, if we can reach out to them and get them on, would be a great setup. I mean,. Chris, you've been talking to them, so I mean... I have been talking with uh, Xander and Megan. Uh, I think there's going to be a good opportunity of getting Xander on here in the next week or two uh, to get have a discussion with him and maybe just get either a short interview episode posted or just add that segment onto the end of our next episode. And I did just check. We can wear are teal fishing shirts and still be not considered just an NPC type of the character. These are important facts to know. Hey, the tactic that tactics must represent. You're allowed to have melee weapons also. Ooh, this would be the first event there with melee. A lot so... of places don't allow melee anymore. So it's pretty surprising they're they're letting that happen. Yeah. Time to start shopping for rubber machetes. Oh, God. How do I get the NSA on my watch list tonight? Rubber machete. Uh, ooh. Ten bucks. I need to stay off Hefe's website. Yeah. All right. So back on topic. So that's the blood rituals event happening on October 21st uh, at the rock aerosol, of course, just North of Bolivar. Check out their Facebook page, give them a follow, watch them. I'm thinking there's going to be good stuff coming from this company later on. Uh, And James, you said you had some stuff you wanted to talk about with 3d printing. Yeah. Um, so, you guys know that like when we go down to the rock they have all types of props and i mean they added some new props this last time as well but one of the cool things that you can do is like with my gun my uh 
gun I use, I have a 3D printed foregrip on it. And I have some covers for my uh, M-Lock rails. But there's a lot of more things that we can do with that. Like I shared with you guys, and we'll share some of these items as we talk about them in the uh, episode notes with links. Like there's a body kit for an AAP to make it look like a cyberpunk pistol. Uh, body kits, add-ons just for like M4 mags or sorry, M4 drum mags. So you can just easily twist that screw unless you have an electric one that auto feeds. I mean, there's props. Uh, I don't know if you looked at either of those two bombs that they NSA, we are talking about replica faux non-explosive bombs. Because <laughs> none of us want to be on a watch list. <laughs> uh, our, our FBI agents are going to go crazy. Um, We're now titling this episode, Nothing to See Here, NSA. <laughs> yeah, right? I definitely, I definitely like the look of that Adreno bomb. The uh, top one or the yeah. bottom one that's the uh, got like this fake sticks of dynamite? The top one. The top one. I don't know if you if you open it up and you look at it, those slits on the side actually uh, are LED strips. So it can do more than just act as like a bomb. It can be a capture point as well. For each of the teams. And the LED lights will display what uh, team has control over it. So if it's the red team, blue team, green team, yellow team, rainbow team. So, I mean, they have, they, the designer of this, I've been through their code on here. It is spot on code, maybe a little bit old on the code side but for something you can just buy the parts follow their instructions and print it put it together and use I mean it's actually really cool <laughs> yeah no I'm looking at it it's really cool because like it even utilizes where you don't have to take it apart for the battery it just uses what is that, is that yeah pack box battery uh, to power it by the looks of it, the internal battery pack uh, is. I don't remember what the internal battery pack was, but it has a connector for a quick disconnect on that battery. Um, right there on the back. I'm not a big fan of that connector, but I mean, well, it's just a small Tamiya connector. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's better than like, it running on double A batteries. Oh God, yes, yes, it is. So, what's this muzzle thing I'm looking at? Oh, the uh, modular muzzle device. Yeah. Uh, let me go down to that. That is a modular silencer. So you can, looking at it, it is in sections that you just print and thread them together 
And with the design of it, it's as the BB comes out of the barrel, like with a regular firearm, the air movement is what actually makes a sound. So it is using the what can only be done with 3D printing, where it forces the air up into the side and then straight back in very uh, small sections so that you're diverting the air and reducing the sound coming out of it. Alright, pass all that boring shit. Are you telling me that you can 3D print this in different colors and then rearrange them however you want? If you want your rainbow silencer, you can have it. But I'm just saying you are I'm not putting it on your MP5. Red black silencer. Blue, green silencers. I'm just saying the possibilities are endless here. I mean the possibilities. Red, right, and blue. America. I could do a black and orange for the event coming up in October. You could totally do that. You would have it in whatever color you want it. And why can't I put it on my MP5? Because that thing needs to be upgraded. That thing needs to be replaced. It needs to be upgraded with a black and orange muzzle. Silencer, whatever I just said. Yes, sure. And the nice thing is, if you look at that, the designer of this that modular silencer gave us the uh, design files so that where this is designed for, say, a 1911 for it to fit on, you can print the threads or you can make print an adapter, make an adapter for your mp5 for your m4 nick or for my 303 or my aap or my mark 23 or the other aap i'm probably going to buy so how long would you say each section of this would take to print oh uh (laughs) not that long I'm looking at that. Let me three uh, mf. Let me just download this real quick and grab that and toss it into the slicer. And I can tell you quite rapidly. I'm going to say we're probably looking on that one, maybe two hours per section. But that also just depends on what printer you're using, too. I mean. It does depend on the printer. I mean, I have a Mark III, a Prusa Mark III S, so it's a little bit on the slower side of the printers. It's not like the uh, Bamboo Labs uh, P1P or other Bamboo Labs because people have more money than cents sometimes. Well, you have uh, no money or sense. You're not wrong. Then you start uh, Airsoft Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I printed, well, probably like a month ago, I printed off a hex suppressor for my M4. And that probably only took, I don't know, five hours. 
to print the whole entire thing. So it doesn't it doesn't take very long. Okay. This is going to require support material, which kind of sucks. Um you are looking at for one section of the suppressor. 20% infill at a now these all settings are flexible and change based upon the printer. I'm printing this at 0.15 millimeters hour and 20 minutes per section. Which is bloody well awesome. So let's see. And it'll probably be similar on say an Ender 3 or any of the uh, Prusa i3 clones. Depending on your print settings and print style. I've been actually slowing down my prints. I've been knocking it down to about 85-90% speed. And I've been having a lot better print quality ever since I've been doing that. Yeah. Which, I, speed does affect quality. Speed does affect quality. Now, the really cool thing, and I know you two are excited to look at that and play with it, and I really want to build one, is the Sidewinder. That's yeah. going to take forever to print, but I'm L all for it. Fed 40 millimeter airsoft grenade launcher. Oh. Uh, I give it one would, use before it breaks. They would never allow us to walk onto the field with that. I can almost guarantee John would let us walk onto the field with it. Just because talking with him, he would want to see what we could do with it. Just because we wouldn't be able to hurt anyone because it shoot one BB and then break. Oh, no, no, it uses the uh, uh, grenades, the 40 millimeter uh, shells, grenade shells. And actually, where was it? They don't have it linked here. There's a video of it. On Reddit, because I found this one on Reddit and then found the link to it here. Um, there's a video of the guy loading it and just ripping through the shells. Like he was able to, it manual fed, which kind of sucks because you have a charging handle you have to pull each time. But he was able to go through eight or nine shells, no problem. I mean, that's not bad. No. That's going to take weeks to print. Weeks to put together. It'll be awesome, though, if we can actually get it working. I'm just I mean, hearing... When we get it working. That is 100% correct. Now, the creator of the file even says in the uh, on the printables page that it's 95% of the way there. And this guy is 
from what I can tell, he's kind of a perfectionist because if you look at the grenade launcher, not the grenade launcher, the well, it is a grenade launcher, but they it's a rocket launcher style. He has gone through and designed quite a bit of work on this guy. Um, it's it's mint, and downside is it takes a hot minute to load each shell. But you can put uh, tagging rounds in it. Those uh, nerf style. Uh, yeah. chalk rounds and have it do that or and I was talking to him on I messaged him on Reddit asked about it in the thread that this one was on he said that you can actually put if you're fast you can put the uh, pull pin grenades in there and launch them a good distance as well So, oh that sounds like a recipe for disaster how how much filament do you think it would take to make that thing? All of it. That uh since the main body, the main tube is actually a uh three inch piece of PVC. You're looking, I think I pulled it up, the grip the trigger section takes about two days to print. So you're probably looking Two and a half kilograms of filament at $20, so call it $50 to print this thing, and then another $10 in hardware, $20 in hardware, um, and probably two weeks to print everything, depending on your printer. At that point, it's just it's just one of those things that you got to... You gotta weigh the. Do I want to spend less money, or is it? Would it be better just to go buy, like one of the what the six round grenade launchers? Yeah, well, but it's also that customizability factor. Is one of the things he has in here are uh, customized. 3D printable shells so that you can load whatever in it you want. Alright, just hear me out. Just make your own spud cannon. Launch grenades out of that. You would kill somebody. Actually, no. Um, oh, what is his name? There's a guy on YouTube, one of the uh, airsofters, always talks about being the corporate shill. I don't remember what his name is. Uh, he made, a while back, he made a airsoft rocket launcher that's basically a spud cannon. Well, when we were uh, at the rock last in the spring, there was a group of guys who had a homemade mortar that they had. Yeah. Uh... Not G and G. One of the guys who, one of the companies that was there for the last event at the Rock. Uh, I, don't know. I remember seeing it, but I don't remember ever actually seeing it go off. Uh, they were launching smoke grenades out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
uh, who was it? I've got to go back to the last event. I got to go back to Rock Anniversary because see the sponsors for it. Uh, one of the companies now has a halfway decent rocket launcher. Oh, who was it? It was. Well, let's just be honest. All you really need is to make a mortar that's attached to a backpack. You throw it on your Nick. You have him walk around, and whenever you gotta fire it, you just have him bend at the right angle. Boom. Grenades launched. So you want to pull a Boba Fett? Yes. I mean, I don't see a problem with this. I think it was, uh, and correct me, somebody can correct us if we're wrong here. I think it was PTS. Who had the bazooka at the rock event? Did they? At the rock anniversary. Oh, yeah. They're, they have it ready to sell. It uses uh, green gas shells, and the shells were not cheap. <laughs> they were not cheap. Uh, not cheap is my middle name. Oh. When I looked at it and saw that. Uh, it might end up in a divorce. It was uh, not worth it. Heck, G&G had a new sniper slash DMR there that was uh, how they had it kitted out just shy of 1500 The uh, base gun was 500 on its own. That's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. I am not I finding have... anything about that. About what the? Yeah, I don't think it was PTS. Yeah, I don't remember which of the booths had it, but one of them had it there, and I wish I could remember because they also gave one away. Um, but yeah, no, but there's other things that you can do, like. Most everybody for Airsoft carries a Baofeng radio. And there are one of my biggest annoyances, people who hotkey. Well, they have a button cover for it. So that you can't hotkey if you're using the headset. So, I mean, there is all types of stuff, including, and we skipped over it, that Chrono. The open source chrono device. I don't know if either you two looked at that one too heavily. I didn't. Uh, it is. It could use some improvements, in my opinion, because it's just using two infrared LEDs and receivers and timing the amount of time it takes for the BB to go between. The two of those basic IR sensors and cut the beams to see how fast the BB is going. I mean, it's cool that it attaches like a suppressor. I mean, yeah, it, it hooks on like a suppressor. But the downside is, and I'm going to put on my Professor Nerdy Cat here, is I started looking at some stuff and doing some research. And back in 2017, a guy on Reddit 
went through and did a whole bunch of research and I have not had time to corroborate his uh, research, but basically he did a graph of BB weights on a one joule M4. So same gun, no differences, fresh battery each time he changed BB weights and a hundred rounds each time. And he measured the distances at the muzzle velocity at 50 feet and 100 feet. And from his research, 50 feet is where pretty well every BB weight, except for the four gram, the 0.4 gram BBs, match up. Mm-hmm. But 100 feet is what shows the difference and depending on your gun as long as you're not using a sniper so a bolt action spring powered sniper that is shooting over one jewel and he didn't test that but he noticed that 0.32s to 0.36s actually had the best uh speed at 100 feet out of everything else the uh, 0.2s to 0.28s actually dropped from somewhere around 300 feet per second to 150 feet per second at 100 feet. Which is... I mean, I'm, yeah. As long as the BB goes in the general direction I point the rifle at... I'm usually pretty happy. Uh, Christopher, I don't think you've ever hit a single thing with that MP5. Uh, Night Games was where I shined. Thank you very much. Yeah, but that was all CQB. And everybody Close was like... Close quarters is perfect for cheap guns. Yes. We gotta get you to upgrade. If you're wanting to be the SMG, we can get you SMG. Christmas is right around the corner, boys. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the size of a new MP5. There are more guns than just MP5s. There are. There are, but not as many Hobbit-sized guns. You can get a stubby M4. I could. Evos are nice. I was looking at the Evos. The problem is I looked at the Evos and then my wallet jumped out of my pocket and smacked me across the face. Well, you're going to have to spend more than $50 on a gun. Here's my question. Are Fake you news. opposed are, are you opposed to going to uh, HPA. Right now, yes. In the future, no. I was going to say, because you can do it, say, a uh, AAP with a drum mag and HPA it and do a body kit on it and have a nice little SMG for distance and close quarters. I think that's definitely later down the road. I think right now I just need to get him another solid SMG or stubby M4. 
since yes. he wants to have one since he since he wants a small gun. Yes, we need to get him his uh baby gun for his baby hands. Call it what you want. I know what I like. Well, no. I think we should probably I think it's time to wrap this up. up. Here. Um yeah. I'm pretty sure this episode will be coming out releasing November or September 5th. November 5th. No, wait. No. October 5th. This episode will be coming out September 29th, which is Sunday. So hopefully we can get the next episode out that has some more information on the Blood Rituals event. Uh, I'm aiming to have the next episode after this one come out on the 12th. That way it gives you the listeners plenty of time to look into the event some more, purchase your tickets ahead of time, and let's just sell out this event and have a good time out there. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like it's going to be fun. Agreed. Let's get this event rocking. Maybe if uh, they have a good turnout, they can uh, do more events or uh, get everything going. Yeah, I mean, winter's traditionally considered the slow time for airsoft, but it doesn't mean it has to be the dead time for airsoft. Yeah, but it's Missouri. I mean, we don't really start getting snow until January, so we still have a few more ones to have some more events. Right. Exactly. And, and I mean, even if we don't have events, there's always open play. Uh, John was talking about open plays in December and January. Personally. I'd be down for that. I mean, it sounds heavenly. The, the perks are, you know, it's cooler. You don't have to worry about overheating. It's cooler. You don't have to listen to complain about overheating. Um, and it probably just won't be too overly crowded, which would be nice. Yeah, but then we'll probably be stuck in, if we go down to the rock, we'd be stuck in just the village, which, no problem. It's a huge... <laughs> the village is larger than other airsoft fields in the rest of Missouri, which is not saying much. I will say, that does not take a lot. But I mean, back on topic, we were wrapping up this episode. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to us talk about the events coming up. And James says 3D printing. That's his baby, if you couldn't tell. So you'll probably have lots of little segments here or there. But we'll try to limit him to 10 minutes uh, for everybody's sake. Um, but you guys have a good evening. and. We'll talk to you guys later. Yep. See you guys.